0: Welcome back to another episode of Pod on You Loons. I'm Justin. Pod on You Loons, this is Sam. Pod on You Loons, this is James. How
1: are we guys? It's another episode of Baby Watch.
2: Yep, Baby Watch. I am happy that I'm here tonight. Update, still no baby? Still no baby, could be any day. Happy to tell the listeners that, right, if you've been listening, I've been saying this the past several episodes, that I am awaiting a baby could be any day. It could be any hour. I could be interrupted mid recording and Justin and James may have to finish without me. Uh, due date is Wednesday and yeah, just ready for it to happen because as you know, Justin and I are teachers. Justin, I do not recommend if you ever have kids having one like late August. It's just not a good time to, uh, not a good time to be distracted. And this double sucks for me. Uh, I shouldn't say sucks because I'm really excited to have the kid, but <laughs> it double sucks for me on the timing because I'm actually starting a new job this year. Um, so I'm not going to be at the school that I've been at for 10 years where I could kind of just coast for a, for a whole month. I actually have to hit the ground running. So, man, it's, uh, it's a tough one for me.
1: Well, we're, uh, we're excited to, uh, to see pitches, man. When it finally gets here,
2: you both seem really excited.
0: (laughs) I mean, kids are great. Don't get me wrong. (laughs) Neither of Uh, us have one. Neither of us have one. I I don't. (laughs) Yes, it's. It seems like a pretty anxiety written process, Sam. So I think I'm just trying to compartmentalize so I don't stress myself out thinking about what you're about to go through.
1: (laughs) Justin's like, I just got
0: two cats, and you know what? (laughs) They're a lot. Same. I love them. They're great. They're great. But yes,
2: I mean, like. If you have kids, you can still have a podcast, right? Like, I've proven that. Two podcasts, I think. I have two podcasts. I have... Zero therapists.
0: (laughs) Zero therapists. The compromises that that, uh, Mickey Mouse's Playhouse gets to be on the TV and the soccer game gets to be on the laptop.
2: Yep, that happened for the opening weekend of the EPL. Let's not talk about that weekend. I mean, it was a fun weekend in the EPL. Like, 10 games, not a single draw. What's the last time that's happened? Probably a long time ago. Also,
0: uh,
1: I'd like to have you uh, look at our Fantasy Premier League because one of uh, these Pot On You Loons hosts is up the top of the table, even though his team sucked. And that would be me.
2: <laughs> your team, is in okay. your fantasy team or Arsenal? Uh, Arsenal sucked. Yep. Um, yep. I did, tell you what, did, Arsenal. Arsenal didn't suck
1: as much as Sam's fantasy team did, though. Oof.
0: I thought you were going to say as much as Leeds United.
1: Uh, also, getting, yeah. Getting,
0: <laughs> getting railroaded by Man U. Oh, boy. <laughs> what happened, man? Uh, who knows? I was looking at, like, the expected goals, and it was like – and maybe I'll have to double-check this. Maybe I saw a wrong number. But, like, Man U, their expected goals was, like, 1.6, and they had five goals. Like, is that – so is that a product of, like, they were just such good goals – wasn't one an own goal? Expected. What wasn't uh, one an
1: own goal? So I don't know if that counts towards your like expected
2: think, goals, right? I don't was there an own goal? But but anyway,
0: I was just like, wow,
2: kinda weird. Well, and this is a Minnesota United podcast. If we're not um if we're not already <laughs> used to just expected goals not going our way. <laughs>
1: My, my apologies. There was no own goal. There was Bruno Fernandez
0: scoring me forty points Oof. in fantasy because he was my yeah. captain. Though I'm <laughs> I'm bummed. I didn't. I put the I put the C on Sun, who had a fantastic goal to help the Tottenham Hotspurs beat Man City. Which great game! Any of you that got a chance to watch, except the end, like after the whistle.
1: But the rest. What, of what happened? What happened after the whistle? Oh, there were a couple of pitch invaders. Uh, oh, snap! People tore down like a rainbow flag. Yeah, it wasn't oh, I, a, wasn't I guess good. I'm not pl- I'm not plugged in enough. <laughs> <laughs> the match itself was uh, really good. Son Sun was my vice captain, so he's so good. They were they were and, chanting Harry who? Yeah, they literally beat them without Harry Kane. Although, come on, Sam uh, Sam, Sam, you scored twenty nine points in the first week. And Justin scored 65, and I scored 78. What's going on, man? You want to talk about it?
2: I, uh, yeah. I I don't know. Like, I used to be so big into fantasy sports, mostly NFL. And ever since I had kids, it's, it's good that I won the title in my two favorite leagues right before having kids. Because I've, like, hardly cared since you know this this thing is fun to like talk about on the podcast but mostly i just want to watch the epl i just want to follow the games watch the loons i don't i don't i don't know like we're in that fantasy mls with the dummy run guys and all of their listeners and that's cool to check in every once in a while that that app sucks the epl app is way better but yeah, yeah that mls
1: sucks. app is so terrible oh but, i mean you oh, know you I know you you know what your problem is, Sam? You, you've you got Bamford as captain and you're starting
0: Timo Werner up front as well. That's that's the issue. Sam, you, you get to watch Chelsea every week and you have Timo Werner on your fantasy team? <laughs> I
2: just, I think he's going to have a really good year. And they just, didn't they just sign a guy to score goals? Lukaku? Lukaku, yeah. But here here's the thing. Like, one… Remember, we were talking about in the last episode how many goals he would have called back last season because he was offsides. And then two, the offsides rules changed, which I I learned from one of the Daves. The offsides rules changed so that now when an offsides, like a questionable offsides call goes to VAR, they're going to give a little bit more benefit to the possible goal scorer rather than how it was going last year, where they were giving the benefit to him being offsides. I guess the line is thicker. I don't know. I I didn't I didn't actually read it. I was just listening to one of the Daves talk about it. So, yeah, so the, basically, the first,
0: the first Bruno Fernandez goal against Leeds, he was offsides according to last year's rules. So I I would I personally would like us to revert back to them. I think <laughs> they were great. I don't think it was a problem, uh, except for the times that Banford put his hand out and got called offsides for just having his arm hanging out. Uh, yeah. Yeah, can, yes. can, can can we can we can we revert to calling it
1: offside like it should be and not offsides whatever
2: oh, just, whatever, you, just
1: offside
0: also <laughs> Sam, calm down. how do you <laughs> hey james I'm... it's is it called a, a shirt or a kit he was just <laughs> james was just telling us about <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay so i ordered a robin
1: Lodd finland jersey And thought I ordered a jersey, but actually ordered a kit. So I also got
0: the shorts too,
1: which was a nice touch, but unexpected.
0: I'm bummed that you're not wearing them right now. Like I, you're wearing the jersey, which looks great, by the way. But uh, mildly, did they give you socks too or no socks? No,
1: I no I was. (laughs) Why you got to walk around socks?
2: Yeah, socks, shin guards, boots. Okay, since we're into terminology, you got to wear your boots. My boots.
1: Now, I'm just surprised you didn't have Pulisic on your fantasy team, man. Come on, Sam.
2: Guys, we all know <laughs> the reason I didn't have Pulisic on my fantasy team, and that is because I clicked autofill, and I didn't automatically get Pulisic. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: that explains a lot. Yeah. Uh, should, should we go through some... Uh, we've actually got a
2: double news segment. Double. we, news. Have, we, got, new, we got new news and old news. Yeah. We're gonna talk all about the news because, right? It was a uh, Minnesota United loss, so the news got, might be got more to, interesting than
1: we gotta fill the rest of the podcast with something else. <laughs> so we're uh, we're gamming it up, aren't we? Are we gamming it or are we tamming it? I thought we I thought we tammed it up.
0: <laughs> we gammed it up. I yeah, double we, up? we Got the gam. Okay, yeah, that's, we got that's, the gam. I, I wrote that because I was like, it was gam. It felt fun. Yeah, I thought I, I can't remember.
1: I need to go back to the finance, finance episode. But uh, no, we we waived Ramon Abila,
2: and di- we didn't like officially do a trade, but we I, got. Just pause. I I really like James. Kind of. You know, he studied this. You know that he studied this prior, and he still doesn't totally understand how all this works. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not knocking it, because I don't really understand how it works either. I don't really know anyone that does, but it's just funny. Anyway, go on, James. Go on. Try to explain this.
1: (laughs) So basically, we couldn't trade him, so DC United gave us 75K in GAM, and we gave them the first refusal rights on Jose Aha, which basically means if Aha is going to come back to the MLS, because he's not currently playing in the MLS, we would have got first right to say we could offer him the same amount of money as if another team already offered him that money because we had like first first dibs. But we gave that first dibs to DC United and we gave them a and we got
2: 75k in Gam for next year. Yep. So it's the like not official trade trade. Right. Trade. And I th- I think where you were talking about GAM and TAM the the targeted allocation money is I think because Abela was a first year TAM player there is a rule against trading first year TAM players so that was what it was all about we pretty much had to give Abela to DC for free uh, after after waiving him we weren't s- supposed to get anything back for him but we got seventy five thousand dollars in GAM for a bag of magic beans that is Jose Aha so. We love you, Jose.
0: You uh you were surprisingly good for us at times. Yeah. Was. Uh, but ho- hopefully you're enjoying uh, the 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 Chile Premier League, which I, I hope he's just tearing it up there. Yeah for San- Santiago Wanderers. Ooh. That's a cool name. Okay. I like that. Yeah. But anyway, Roman, we
1: barely knew ye. Which is sad. I'm so sad, guys. Like <laughs>
0: You might you might be the saddest, James. I think like this, you you were like the number one Ramon Abila Mi- Minnesota United fan, and, and
2: they, they just didn't know what they had. This is like even worse than Foster Langsdorf
1: retiring. Like
2: But like we gotta admit that for Minnesota United to just give him up like that, it must not have been working out. There has to be something that Adrian Heath isn't just out and saying. Right. Like we we talked about this a lot um, last year with Raheem Edwards. Like everyone wants to see Raheem Edwards play because he was so electrifying anytime he got the chance. So there has to be something else. Like, right. There has to be some, there has to be a reason that Minnesota United was willing to part ways with Abala. But I think the weird thing is, is like,
1: how would you not have known that before you got him? Because what they were talking about, one of the things they were talking about is his like lack of defensive effort, right? And how Heath wants a lot of like all of his strikers to have defensive effort and, and kind of coming back and defending the ball. But how do you sign a guy who doesn't do that? You'd know he doesn't do that. Well, yeah.
2: Yeah. And they knew that. I remember listening to sound of the loons and I remember Callum Williams and Kendra DeSainabin specifically talking about how Abula doesn't totally fit the Minnesota United system because he's not going to be pressing. He's not going to offer much defensively. They said that, right? And they scratched their heads a little bit as to why Minnesota United was interested in him. I think, I really do think that these are just easy, politically correct answers that Adrian Heath and the team can give out about why they're moving on from Abula. I think that there's something else in there. And I, I do think, right, like we've talked about, he has gone on vacation a couple of times since the season has started. That seems weird to me. If he's coming in and he's not 100% committed, right, to me, that is a huge red flag, and it wouldn't surprise me that Minnesota United, right? Like, does Adrian Heath seem like the kind of guy that likes to play around? Not really. So um. does he seem like the kind of guy that will just cut ties with someone if it's not going right? Yeah. Yeah
1: and we can speculate all day like who knows if it's like if it's you know he went on vacation or they sent him on vacation right I guess we'll uh, we'll never find out or we'll find out in like 5 years when no one really cares anymore
2: Yeah that's
0: Adrian will Adrian, Adrian all, all. Yeah. he's going to write a <laughs> book I will read that book
2: that'll be great I hope he calls it Heath out Heathout. <laughs> <laughs> <Hashtag> Heathout. <laughs> yes but that it's would be like perfect. But he, but it's like he's the cover is him doing a mic drop and he's like, Heath out. <laughs> I mean, hey,
1: Ramon already played for DC United, subbed on Saturday, uh, 74th minute when they lost 5 2 to Nashville. Man, there were some high scoring games on the weekend. 5 2 at uh, Nashville, DC, 6 2 at
0: Sounders versus Portland. Yeah, Sam, I, d- I didn't reach out to Nate about that. We I, I'm sure Nate's excited about his Tottenham Hotspurs, but who woof his Portland Timbers?
2: Also, there were some he, great tweets. He pre-game. did post something pretty depressing on Twitter, if I remember right. <laughs> there were some
1: good pre-game tweets from Portland being like, look at our atmosphere, look at everyone here, we're Portland. And then a whole bunch of like, well, this didn't age well tweets. <laughs> Two hours later. <laughs> Also, did you guys see that banging goal from the corner? If you guys haven't seen the Seattle goal from the corner, it like whips in from the corner to like back of the box, one like volleys it straight in. It is an, an absolute banger of a goal.
0: I saw that. That was very nice.
2: Yeah. Very nice. Whew. I'm sure Phillip Cameron Phillip. is very happy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure he listens to every episode that he's not on as well. Uh, I keep telling jokes and they, they keep muting themselves to make the auto audio quality better. But to everyone at home, <laughs> I am tearing up right now. I am tearing up like <laughs> these guys are laughing. Uh, yeah, we hide we it well. Yeah. So before we get to the injuries, the Loons have a new CEO in Sherry Ballard. Cool. Uh, really excited for her. Go get them.
1: Be- Best Buy manager or something? Was executive Best Buy? I don't really know too much about her. I don't really know too much about Best Buy either, to be honest. Yeah, I,
0: really I was reading it. her reading her <laughs> profile. She like retired two years ago, in like at like fifty something, which good for her. Yeah. But then two years later, just was like, all right, I'll I'll be the CEO of a of an MLS team. Okay, why not? Let's do it up.
1: She was the president of multi channel retail for Best Buy. Responsible for all U.S. Best Buy stores, e-commerce, Best Buy Mexico, and the company's real estate strategy. That's a lot.
2: I have a friend that works for Best Buy's e-commerce department. If that's what you call an e-commerce department, I don't know. Cool. But injuries are piling up, so a little bit before the game. So sad. Oh, my gosh. Who was... uh... So there's another like insider account, I think his, I think he's at MNUFC insider if you were to look him up, but he was dead on right a couple hours before the game. He was like, guys, something bad just happened. You're all about to find out someone's hurt. And then later, just a few minutes later, he, he teased it really well, right? Just a couple of minutes later, he's like, it was Ludd. And sure enough, Lud's not in the lineup. And then it's announced that he picked up a calf injury and that he'll likely be out multiple weeks. And then we find out Nico Hansen has a groin injury that will also have him missing a few weeks. So we were already, we are already down Franco Fragapane, who's normally on the left wing. Now we're down Robin Lud, who's normally on the right wing. Also plays in our striker role as well and like the main backup who could play on either side and Nico Hansen is now also out so it's just i don't know just that was a tough one that that was a really tough one kind of seeing the lineup i know i had texted you guys when we first heard lud was when we first heard lud was down and i assumed that nico hansen would then would then have a chance to make a start get some time and nope he's hurt too yeah it's, it's a really bad time for you to uh wave your leader in
0: expected goals after you lose your top school goal scorer. I know that, I know that obviously like these injuries happened after that decision, but oh man, that's rough.
1: Yeah. You lose, uh, yeah, your second highest goal scorer along with a bunch of other people. And by far and away, your most clear expected goals leader, basically double everyone else, including Robin Lodd, who has three times as many goals
2: well i mean who knows maybe Abela hasn't been to dc before so that'll be nice you can see the washington monument maybe tour the white house yeah go f- go follow his instagram so you
0: can see you can see his ventures through the Capitol. it'll be yeah. great no and in all fairness he seems like a nice enough guy it's just right like, yeah he came to america to be a tourist kind of right like I mean I mean we we talked about Griezmann, right? Like he's his ideas, he wants to sit courtside at Miami games. <laughs> I think that Abila is just not quite as high profile, so it just yeah. didn't work out the same. He got like he got like mid court, mid to you, back court. Do you think it, it was his people that were trying to float the idea of Carlos Tevez? So his like cause they're BFFs, right? Like that's like another guy that's always on his, his Instagram account. Do you think that was that was Abila trying to get his buddies so they could like they could go on trips together. I mean, they already were, right? But then they could go like, flying <laughs> to play a game. You imagine like
1: us having Carlos Tevez as well, and then Adrian Heath like waving <laughs> him because he's like, "Nah, doesn't fit the system."
0: <laughs> could go you imagine a holiday? Could you imagine Tevez with Heath? Like, but like, I mean, oh man, I don't know. I, I think Heath is—it's kind of Heath's way, right? Like that's that's kind of how it goes. Like he's Heath, probably Heath's like the, he's got the personality. Uh, Heath's yeah.
1: way, or you get waved.
0: <laughs> oh man!
1: So who do we start up front, guys?
2: <laughs> well, do we know yes. when Mega comes back, or?
0: We'll get that in a second. But uh, so Heath and his his post game said that they're like they are searching far and wide for out of contract players who are fit, to, to are fit, because yeah. the, well, that, tran- that
2: that rules us out. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So they're, 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 they're desperately trying because the transfer windows closed now. So they got to find some, some people that just aren't playing. I know one, uh, striker that is currently in law school that, you know, might, you know, he, <laughs> he might have some tread on the tires. Guess faster. Foster. If you're <laughs> out there. Again.
1: <laughs> so basically we went one retired, we waived one and then like three got injured <laughs> More it's less, it's yeah. just it's testing our depth. That's what it is.
0: It's Juan Agadello time, guys. Which he had a nice a nice attempt from outside the box, which is not usually where a striker should be shooting from, but and he likes him. So maybe it's him.
1: Yeah. And if not, it's Patrick Way, right? We have a 17 year old leading the
0: line. Let's do it. Yeah, so on the bright side, uh Franco Fragapane, it sounds like is 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 close. You know, he's training with the team. They said he's been working on the grass, whatever Adrian Heath means when he's saying that. He's been on the grass for four days or something like that. So they are, they're trying to take it easy with him Because as Heath said, whatever he did, it's like if he, if he plays too soon, he'll be out for like four months. So take your time, Franco. Come back when you're, come back when you're ready. Hopefully that's soon. And then our boy Boxy apparently is available, uh, but Heath has been so impressed with Brent Coleman that he's going to let Boxy kind of take it easy a little bit longer.
1: Which is good because Brent Coleman's actually been playing really well. And yeah, I would prefer, you know, I'm always in the same boat when it comes, especially when you have playoffs. Like you always want to leave your guys if they're injured as long as possible before you start bringing them back because you don't want them to come back prematurely and get injured again and then miss the potential run into playoffs. But you also want to make sure you have enough time for them to play back into fitness before you get to playoffs.
2: Hopefully we're at. Right. Now, as we mentioned earlier in the show, we do have a double dose of news tonight because for whatever reason, and I, I'm going to blame this on... I'm going to blame this on... Uh, yeah, I'm going to blame this on me. Right, I, I just told you guys I've been... I'm switching to a new school this year. And that, that was kind of where my mind was the past couple of weeks. So I spaced on this, but Emmanuel Reynoso is an all-star. He was picked by coach Bob Bradley to represent the MLS. Sam. What?
0: I put it on a T for you. This is like, and like when I, when I wrote this, Sam, I was like, Sam is going to love this. And you just, just go right past it.
2: (laughs) Okay. In, in my defense, I didn't get the little... Okay. Ray, now you're an all-star. There you go. Says the man who yeah. does it
1: like, yeah. like a trivia podcast
2: with lyrics.
1: Mrs. Ray, now you're an all-star.
2: I mean, I just read, hey, right? Like your your brain yeah. just knows the... Whatever. Hey, good one. Good one, Justin. That was a good one. Thanks. I appreciate it. Are you sure you're not ready to have kids? <laughs> <laughs> I got to workshop a couple more jokes first, you know. <laughs> yeah. Workshop some more notes. Anyway, MLS versus Liga MX, East, August 25th, 8 p.m. Central. Does anyone care? This is the first time we've done this format. Does it make us. Usually it's like MLS, all stars against, like, I know they've played Chelsea before. I feel like they've played. They played like just some
0: random Liga MX team last year, I think. But yeah, I don't don't know. It was an All Star. Or whatever the the last time it happened.
2: I feel like they've played Real Madrid before or Atletico Madrid, maybe. Probably the Italian teams they've cycled through. It is wild to watch, though, because at least like the
0: All Star game that I watched, like Target was the main sponsor of the kit. So to see like our All Star team basically wearing our jersey
2: yeah that was pretty cool yeah that was cool um i do i do know like in the early days of covid when all the sports were canceled espN plus had old Arth- old all-star games and i did go back and watch a few from like way back way back in the day uh especially i watched at least one chelsea game that was being played in la and yeah I think that was like 2008 or something like that and watched that watched a lot of my my old favorites play against uh some MLS guys that I well, I really didn't know much about back in 2008 but it was fun
1: there's also the uh like the the skills challenge I think there's also like a skills uh skills challenge part or at least there was uh, in 2019 and I think I I'm not sure if they're bringing it back or not but they do like a bunch of uh, skill challenges in uh as well so it's like creativity, control, accuracy, that kind of stuff. That's not kind of like, like race kind of stuff. Yeah, it's like the NFL skill showdown thing at the Pro Bowl. Same, same thing. But yeah, the MLS All-Stars uh, haven't gone very well in the past few attempts, to be honest. You have to go back to, I mean, they even lost to Arsenal in 2016. Come on.
0: And but Arsenal you know what? can't beat Brentford. Nope. The last time they won, which is I think
1: appropriate, uh 2015, they beat Tottenham 2-1. <laughs> uh. And then there was they lost to Arsenal, drew with Real Madrid, drew with Juventus, and lost to Atletico in twenty nineteen. So it should be good to see them against Liga MX.
2: I am slightly more interested in watching them play Liga MX than I am in watching them play any European team that's not Chelsea. Yeah. Okay. I, w- I would definitely say that, just because there's a little bit more. Like, I know it's not U.S. versus Mexico, but maybe it captures just a little bit of that in like just taking pride in your league because Liga MX is, right? Like, it's still considered the better league over MLS, and they always win the Champions League and whatnot. This could be a chance to for the MLS to show that it's gaining ground on Liga MX. So I guess I'm a little bit more interested in this format.
1: And why wouldn't you be? We get to put Chikorito and Carlos Vela against Mexicans.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> we get to put them against like their own guys. That's a good point. Yeah, it should be, uh, it should be interesting at the very least,
2: I think. And, you know, if it's not, well, yeah, happens. And then also in old news... Again, I don't know why we forgot this, but we we signed a guy. We don't know much about him, but we signed Joseph Rosales. Yeah,
1: Rosales.
2: Rosales. Rosales. Yeah. Okay, not I only did I to forget to name. put him in the notes last week, but I forgot to look up how to say his name. So apologies there. But youngster, 18-month loan from... Oh, my God. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: he's so from you he's from no. panama he's from panama again guys like i'm not a great podcaster right now i'm not a great I, i'm just not a great M N U F C pundit right now i am switching jobs and i'm about to have a kid and yeah my mind is in all sorts of different places my apologies he's from uh he's from uh ca
1: independente de la chorera of la liga Panamera de football. It's my best. Good good attempt James. It's yep. my best attempt. The the top division in Panama, that's all you need to know.
2: Yep. I th-
0: I think so like I I did some trying to do like a deep dive on this guy. So uh transfer marked. Like I th- so I thought for a little bit because all of our kind of nondescript Foster Langdorfs types, they're all like worth like 200k or like 300k in transfer marked. So, like, I thought, like, oh, that's kind of as low as you can go. Like, that's the unknown commodity. But this guy's even lower. So, 55,000, which, have you ever thought existentially about, like, the value we place on human beings? It's kind of messed up, you know? Like, is, <laughs> Harry, Kane, is Harry Kane worth 160 million, like, pounds? I don't know. Is, is Jack Grealish yeah. worth 100 million pounds? Is, is Joseph Rosales, like, if I just wanted
2: to, like, could you just like <laughs> no, no? We're not going there. Uh, I mean, Justin, would any gosh. school would any school pay any amount of money to buy our contract <laughs> from the schools we work for and bring us to their school? <laughs> that's
0: great. Uh, so fifty-five k though for him, which is kind of low, but it's I, I guess the promising aspect is that it's the same value as Patrick Wea and Fred Emmings. Uh, that we do have one guy that's less is oziel Jackson who. Have we seen him? The French guy. No, he hasn't played any minutes yet. So he's he's like a 19 year old midfielder. He's worth like 30, 30, 30,000 on there. Uh, And, and also Jose Rosales is so obscure. He, he doesn't have a fee. He's not a FIFA player because they actually don't have the Panamanian league funny enough in, in FIFA. Uh, But I, I think the best part about him is that like the story of why we are interested it. So, like, he basically said, like, they were watching Hassani play in the Olympic qualifiers and they saw him play against Hassani very well. Uh, like, so, like, yeah the first time, like, so here's what Adrian said. So, like, the first time we noticed the young man was during Olympic qualifiers. He held his, his own against the U.S. men's national team midfield and one of our own in Hassani Dotson. So, played so well against Hassani, they gave him a look. It sounds like he is a similar type of flexible player can play kind of all over the pitch, super intense, works really hard. They think he has a massive upside. So
2: I guess we'll see what happens, right? 20 years old? I'm all for it. All right, so James, this next one, I'm just going to tee this up for you. So the FIFA (laughs) rankings come out, and in the United States, we're all excited because the United States, in the men's FIFA rankings, the United States is ranked 10th in the world, Mexico's 9th, there's some other teams and then Belgium is number one. So I was excited about the USA. And then I say to James, I'm like, how the hell is Belgium still number one? Because they just lost out, you you know, they made it to the knockouts in the euros, but they didn't make it far after that. And they didn't look particularly great. And they just seem like they're getting old. I, I really like a lot of those Belgian players. And I, I really wouldn't mind, right? Like if, USA and England can't win the World Cup in 2022. Belgium would be a team I really wouldn't mind seeing win at all. But they just seem old. They seem like they're kind of on the decline. I'm like, how are they ranked number one? James, explain how they are ranked number one.
1: Yeah, so quick history lesson. Uh, basically, at the end of 1992, FIFA started publishing a list of the top teams, the top nations of the world. Since then, they've gone. This is the fourth different calculation method because all the other ones sucked for some reason that people complained about. So they're on to their fourth iteration of trying to uh, make it work. And basically, if anyone has ever played chess uh, <laughs> or seen chess being played online,
2: I Every saw that person. movie that we all watched last year or not the, the show on Netflix. What was Queen, that? Queen's Gambit. Yeah, that one. That's good. Yeah. So
1: so when people get uh, high enough rated, in fact, like I have a chess rating, it's not actually that hard uh, to get one, but wow, uh, it, it's called, uh, it's basically called Elo uh, and it's based on essentially how you go playing other people versus what your rank was before versus what their rank is. And that is essentially how the FIFA rankings work. It's essentially in 2018, they gave everyone a number. And since then, it is only the way that you change is you play games. So obviously it hasn't changed much during COVID because there haven't been a lot of games played. But you essentially have your points before plus how important the game is times by whether you won or not. And the expected result. So if you're Belgium and number one, you're expected to thump a team who is 100 or 150th in the world. So you don't actually get many points for beating someone who is 150th. But if you're 20th, like the US were, I think, and you beat Mexico, who was 10th, 11th, maybe, you actually get quite a lot of points. And they beat Mexico in the final, right? Because it was the Gold Cup. So that's actually also a huge multiplier. So the reason that the US have gone up 10 places since the last FIFA rankings is because you won a major final and you beat a team that was ranked way higher than you. So you got a lot of points compared to everyone else. So FIFA World Cup matches are worth the most points. And then it's like all your confederations finals, like the Euros and the Gold Cup. Then it's the Nations League. And then it's friendlies have... No real significance, but they still play a very, very small part. You've still got to win friendlies, basically. Okay. It's, it's kind of how it works. Interesting. You base, yeah. You beat people who are higher than you uh, and in important games, and you get way more points than if you didn't. So the fact that Belgium made it to the quarterfinals of the Euros means that they actually still got quite a lot of points because they won all their group games and the round of 16. So they won four games that they had quite a high importance in their coefficient and they beat Portugal who were, you know, top 10. So they actually still got quite a few points for beating them as well. That's why they're still number one. And that's why Italy didn't jump straight to number one either, because even though they've won 36 games in a row or something, most of them haven't been of a huge importance. That's the, that's the reason.
2: Well, speaking of teams that are still number one in the FIFA rankings, despite looking not as exciting in their most recent tournament, U.S. women's national team, we have some big news. Actually, some, I guess we'll say, I don't like using the word sad, but thanks for the memories kind of news, you know. Carly Lloyd announces her retirement. Guys, she's got to be like, She's one of the few professional athletes that is older than me at this point. She's like 38, I think. 39. 39, geez. So two-time World Cup winner, two-time Olympic gold medalist, two-time FIFA's FIFA Women's Player of the Year, second most capped player in world soccer history, fourth most goals in U.S. Women's National Team history. That is insane. Thank you, Carly Lloyd. It's been so much fun watching you. Like I, I honestly am in disbelief. I thought she was gonna try <laughs> try for one more go, but also like this th- we've no longer gone into old news. This is
1: actually the breaking news segment, seeing as this <laughs> only dropped. This only dropped today, by the way. Yep. So we've gone from new news to old news to breaking
2: news. Thank you for yeah. pointing that out. I, I had wondered about that, right? Like I, I typically write our outline. I did not write this one. Um <laughs> I added this while we were chatting, so
0: yep. yeah, yeah. <laughs> this just, is uh, it. Just flowed naturally within the conversation of of uh, some other things. So, yep. Yeah, okay. this is the uh, this is
1: the
2: breaking news part of this segment. And then Justin had some more news to break. I, I don't necessarily know this source, but Justin just says, according to the internet, what's going to happen according to the internet, Justin? Yeah,
0: some some blue check mark on Twitter says that. Uh, <laughs> uh, the U.S. Women's National Team is going to potentially play a game at Allianz Field against South Korea in late October. Which Sam, I think we got to try to
2: go to it. I'd be up for that. Uh, we'll we'll see how things are going. Ba- uh, Baby Bjorn, <laughs> I I don't know about that. I wonder. Baby's if I, first game. <laughs> I was just going to say, I wonder if my daughter would like to go to Allianz, but pro- probably not yet. This is probably like having a two-year-old at Allianz is probably like the worst. Like you could bring, you could bring like a baby baby easier than you could bring a two-year-old. I don't know if there's any parents out there listening, shoot me a message. Have you ever brought your kid to a sporting event? How did it go? Let me know. All right, guys, let's talk. Minnesota United Saturday night loses one zero at home to LA galaxy. When do you want to give us that lineup?
1: Sure. We had Miller in goal. And I think there was a very interesting stat on Miller as well that I saw on the internet. He is the second best goalkeeper in, ex- like in goals against or expected goals against or something like that in the entire league. So he's great. Defense was Gasper, Debassy, Coleman and Metinair. Midfield was Grey didn't even know we still, didn't even know we still started young Gregoosh. There we go. Will trap with the captain's armband. Attacking midfield was Finlay, Renoso, and Dodson. And the striker was Adrian Unu.
2: Well, Dodson being on the wing is why we started Gregoosh. Yeah. Right? True.
1: Uh, and then uh, in the 69th minute. Nice. We had uh, two subs. Justin McMaster came on for young Gregoosh and one Agadello came on for Adrian Unu galaxy kits i'm a big I, fan yeah i like them yeah they looked they looked real good on my uh on my mobile screen <laughs> at 12:30 uh, in the morning while i was lying in bed watching the first half.
0: so they they're playing into like the 90s nostalgia that's super big right now and they they took like a, a kit from the 90s you know like there's a lot of great you could go on the internet you look up like pictures of kobe jones he's a famous mls player and you'll see him wearing something that looks similar. I like it a lot. So, like they didn't—they just didn't just bring it back as is. They kind of like modernized it a little bit, made it look fashionable. But I think it's just a really solid look.
1: Yeah, and talking about bringing kits back, like Boca, Boca Junior, like Boca, Boca, Boca de Nord, like uh, never heard original of them. Boca, original Boca uh, bought their like Maradona kit back. So okay. That's, uh, Nice. That's a throwback to a kit that Maradona had when he played with him. So yeah. I mean, I still can't get over the fact that every time we play, everyone just has the same numbers on the back in exactly the same font. Like
2: it just yeah. It's because that's I mean, what every
0: every big league does that though.
2: Yeah. Premier League teams all have the same font. Do listen, they? Listen, there's some really yeah. there's
0: some really trash fonts in the NFL. So maybe it's good to have like a uniformed rule. Like like the 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 like, I guess the Buccaneers, did they finally change them? They looked so bad for a while there. Just some people just can't handle it, James.
1: Does the Premier League really have the same font? Yeah, they all yeah. have the same
2: font. And but then but now, Champions League doesn't. Champions yeah. League, you can have whatever font you want. Well, so that, that's what they like the, all the
0: big clubs do is like now is they like create their own fonts. So like I know that like Leeds has made it now because they have the Leeds font that they can wear for like the two cup games they lose. Ooh. Because they don't they don't have a cup roster like you guys do. Does Arsenal
2: really have a cup roster?
0: Hey, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Their, I don't like their... Yeah, Arsenal's font's pretty bad. Uh, Chelsea's font is kind of bad. I'm not
2: in love with Chelsea's font. I don't know what Chelsea's font is.
0: Well,
1: there you go. I think the reason that I didn't notice is because I feel
2: like... James doesn't,
0: the, like Arsenal doesn't play in cup games? <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I mean, the MLS font just is a bit of an eyesore. That's why. I guess that's why I thought
0: that I didn't realize the Premier League ones were all the same. The MLS. You don't don't like the MLS? I thought
2: it's kind of cool with.
0: Yeah, they they remind me of when I played like youth soccer. Like, no joke. Like, the numbers look like the numbers that were like the youth soccer numbers back in the 90s as well. Might be a nostalgia thing.
2: Hmm. I didn't make the 90s connection, but I, I think it looks sharp, especially on like that white kit that we just got on clearance. Like, with that black font, it looks really sharp. It's nice and bold. Is this a font podcast? Next week we're going to look into
0: Times New Roman (laughs) and And Korean New.
2: Ooh, nice! I'm more of a Cleary guy myself. I am too. I'm just like I'm wondering how this is transferring out there to the through the airwaves into the ears of our listeners. Hopefully, they've memorized some fonts because I'm not sure I have. I'm not really sure I know where this (laughs) conversation's going. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I mean I guess I guess I just I think that once you've seen your own team playing it and then you watch someone else for example score and they're all crowded around in the same font just you're like ah this looks not as good and some of the jerseys like Timbers ones especially really suck so it almost like does a disservice to the font
2: yeah I mean right like MLS jerseys just so many of them are just kind of boring I don't know. The Timbers one is awful, but I think the Timbers one <laughs> is the only one on the top of my head I can think of that's just like god awful. Oh, isn't the Cincinnati one terrible as well? I don't. Re- I. I mean, I don't remember. Cincinnati one was terrible. I, I. I. can't even think of it on the top of my head. But like that's right. Like that's what MLS kits are. Like even our blue one. Right. We we were just talking about how how we actually really kind of like our blue one that we released the River kit. But when we're playing Houston, is it just me or does Houston have the orange river kit? Um, I, d- I don't know if it has the cool like river texturing that ours has. But besides that, it had like the same V-neck. It had the same stripes. It had the same like loops, hoops around the sleeves. It had the same everything. It was just orange. Sam, Sam, are you, are you surprised by Adidas and their MLS kits at this point? <laughs> no, no, right? Like they're always boring. And this LA Galaxy one is is not. It has a lot of character. Nice 90s throwback. It's a good one. I, I link
1: the Cincinnati kid. I just think it looks a bit terrible. Like, I don't understand the really,
2: really thin lines down it. All right, listeners, I'm going to paint you a word picture. Oh, I don't think it's that bad. <laughs> it's like a dark blue, and then it has... What's up with the collar. Yeah, I don't love the collar, but I don't think that this kit is that bad. It's not that good, but it's not that bad. It's dark blue with some very spaced out pinstripes that are orange in a lighter blue, alternating. It's not that bad. And then it has some very bold, like Adidas, just your typical Adidas shoulder stripes. The collar, the collar is the worst part. They should have just had like a hooped collar.
1: All right, so I, I linked the 2019 one as well. Which which one do you think is the the worst one? A 2019 one's pretty bad.
2: <laughs> I don't think that one's that bad either.
0: Are we now a, a roasting the Cincinnati kits <laughs> podcast? I mean, I guess the I guess the reason I
1: also remember this kit is because they had that ad, ooh, with, ooh. like weird, yeah. That's- weird. yeah that's- Awful. I think I remember it because they had that cheesy ad where it's like, we are Cincinnati. And then everyone was wearing like a kit when they were like at the hot dog stand or in the bowling alley or just, it was just more. Okay. Well, I I definitely think these kids are worse than, than ours. So.
2: Again, I'm not, I don't, I don't, I think that those kits are just very forgettable. And and that's the point that we're making about MLS kits is that most of them are forgettable. Good job, LA Galaxy. You have a really cool one right now. Yeah. But really, yeah. the game, right? The story of the game was Minnesota United had 21 shots. Six of them were on goal. Zero of them were in goal. Right?
1: Shot, 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 shot. Everybody.
0: It was a lot I mean, of shots. I mean, every every week we talk about it, right? Like, at yep. least at least we're getting more on goal. Like a lot of shots. Like this team is shooting the ball like crazy. Um, but and and six on goal, but I guess this goalkeeper just played out of his mind. Also, Jurgen's son. Also,
1: the LA Galaxy had ten shots and they had one on target. And that's the one that went in. So
2: yeah, that, that always happens to us, right? Like that's it's it's classic
1: it's classic Arsenal behavior. That's what it is. Except these guys win games.
0: Maybe James, you know, we talk all the time that it's Minnesota that's that's poisoning this team. Maybe it's Arsenal. <laughs> Maybe it's you, James. Yeah, Vancouver, Vancouver. I mean, Vancouver's trash, but Vancouver was trash when you were a fan of them. Just, I'm so sorry, James. I'm,
2: I don't want to wow. go much further at that. I think it's, you're just a lovely addition to the fandom. Way to dig up that he was once a Vancouver fan,
1: and I just the shade as well.
0: But yeah, Jurgen Jurgen's son, man.
2: Jurgen's son. I so, I didn't know that he had a son in the MLS. I I, I, th-
0: I thought he was. I think the last time I heard he was playing for some like third tier Bundesliga team. Uh, and just wasn't like, he's, he's just like, his name comes up because of nepotism, right? Like your dad is the, was the the manager of the men's national team. So like you got some name, name cred. Uh, but so I guess like there it's, it's kind of a fun story. Like if it wasn't against my team, I'd be a little bit more happy for him. <laughs> uh, but he, he didn't, he didn't, he surprised his family that he was starting because this was his first appearance of the season kind of like us like LAf- LA Galaxy has a congested schedule right now so they wanted to give their 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 starting goalkeeper the night off and they give Jonathan the start and proceeds to just play out of his mind out of his mind seven save shutout that's
1: madness good for him that's- though yeah yeah i mean it helps them keep pace with the top top 2 you got Sporting Kansas City on 37, Sounders on 36, Galaxies on 35. Guys, we we
2: we might be in a bit of, we might be in a bit of trouble. Well, we've been saying oh. this for a while is that we've dug our way out of the hole, but the the problem is is that it the rest of the teams are keeping pace with us. When we went on our big un, undefeated streak in 2019, other teams kept dropping points and we, we were really going ahead. We were, we were really going ahead, right? Like at one point we were I think second in 2019. And I think did we, we were in, in second for a while last year as well, I believe. Right. I know for sure in yep. 2019, we went into decision day. I, I think going into decision day, we, we were second and of course we lost and ended up being fourth. But.
1: But I think, I think the issue here is like we're we're fifth with 26 points and have played 18 games. Colorado has played 17 games or on 31 points. So they're already five points ahead of us. And they have two games in hand on the top three. And if they win both of those, they'll go to 37 points as well. And we'd be at least if we win our next game, six points behind fourth. That's already quite a big gap. Yeah. we Like, we we seem to be, at the moment, already heading towards being best of the rest at fifth.
2: Yeah, and, right, like, I, I think everyone is in agreement, more or less, that Minnesota United should be a playoff team. I I don't necessarily think it's a given, but... Really, Minnesota United should be a playoff team, but it will be a tough fight to get that home playoff game. I I think prior to all these injuries, right? Like at the start of the season, when we had that four-game losing streak, that was what we pointed to. We had the injuries early in the season. We had a couple of players we hadn't signed yet, and we were kind of using a duct-taped lineup. Well, what did we throw out last, or what did we throw out last weekend? A duct tape lineup and just kind of made do. We threw Hasani Dotson on the wing again, tried to just make, make some things work, tried to get our best 11 players available into the lineup, whether they fit or not. I'm not knocking it. I'm just saying that that was when we struggled earlier in the season. And I really hope that. This time, it's going to work out better for us.
1: And and one of the really crazy stats is we're fifth with twenty six points. We are closer to Austin, who is last, than we are to Sporting Kansas City, who is first. We are ten points ahead of Austin, and we're already eleven points behind Sporting Kansas City. So that's it's not that's good. Already...
2: Not a supporter shield year. No. I
1: don't think so. And I mean, sporting Kansas city who are heading up our conference on 37 points are still six points behind new England, who is absolutely dominating life in the Eastern conference. So we got a lot. We got, we got some work to do guys.
2: Any other points you want to make on this game before we get to our discussion questions? Can we talk about the one that got away a little bit? Sure. Who's the one that so, got away?
0: So I, we talked a lot about, about a lot of people this summer. Like when we were talking about different or during the offseason, excuse me, when we were talking about the team trying to improve Uh, one of the players uh, we got a chance this past game to see up close and personal. He's the one that scored the goal against us. Kevin Cabral, uh, number nine, looked really good against us. Um, So it sounds like we offered two point five million for him, which I look at looking at transfer market was about what he was worth. Uh, but then like, so, but then LA galaxy offered five and he took that, the team obviously took that offer, but his value is now at about five. So maybe that is what he should have been all along. Uh, he looked really good, just a really awesome winger. So I'm guessing it was kind of him or Franco at that point, you know, like the idea maybe to have a, a DP, uh, winger as opposed to a striker, I don't know, or, or, you know, who knows, uh, but looked really good um so kind of a bummer to have him be the one to to make plays against us young kid 22 so we'll probably have to kind of we'll kind of we may live to regret that decision i guess moving forward
2: not when franco comes back and tears it up but anyway guys we'll see (laughs) so the discussion question so first of all justin you you wrote these questions right you want to ask them well, I, can, you, can you please just read the first sentence on the bullet point for me? With injuries piling up. No, 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 no. The bullet point above that. Oh, the sorry. The first bullet point. Who knew strikers were supposed to score goals?
1: <laughs> oh, my God.
2: <laughs> yes. Again. I spent too long writing these notes today, by the way. And even I, even I, like the one that got away is a song lyric. That's I, good. I'm going to say this again. Are you sure you're not ready for kids?
0: <laughs> so so here's my question then. With injuries piling up, now including our, our, our top scorer and hero, Robin Ludd, how important is it that Adrian Hanu steps up and actually scores goals?
2: It's incredibly important. Yeah, we, we need it, right? This is what we're waiting for. I don't know what else to say. Like, right? Our, I mean, our, two of our big Cam players, in Ludd and Pane aren't on the field right now. So we need our DP to step up. I, I'm not the, saying uh, that he's not motivated. I'm not saying that he's not trying. I'm not saying that he's not going to give it all that he's got. I'm just saying that it hasn't happened yet and we need it to.
1: Yeah. I mean, he's second in expected goals and expected goals per 90 minutes. He is. Uh, well, he's now also second, seeing as Patrick Weyers' ten minutes shouldn't count, and we uh, ditch Ramon, so he's our second best expected goal scorer after Robin Lund. And he uh, he, he came
0: he came close a couple times in the game. Like there was a couple crosses that came in the box that he just didn't get square as through with his headers, right? Like, like yeah. he's 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 getting there, but he just still can't find the back of the net. No. And I
1: think, uh, I saw a quote somewhere that talking about the floodgates opening and I really think if he can put one or two more in, I hope that, uh, the floodgates will kind of open and he'll, uh, he'll start scoring more often because we know he can do it. We've, yeah, you know, we watched tape. There was a, there was a highlight video of all of his goal, like so many of his goals from, uh, Ren when he left. Right. So but it's vitally important. He's the DP, he has to do the work.
2: So right. then my, follow, my follow-up question, do we have time for a follow-up, Sam? Yeah, go for the follow-up. I was just gonna okay. make a bet, but you do your What's follow-up your, and then no, I'll make no. a bet.
0: What's okay, so
2: the follow-up is, if it's not
0: him, who's it gonna be, who's gonna fill the void? Like, who do you guys think? Should we
2: each, could that be the bet, Sam? Can we each have like a person that we pick? I mean, my bet was going to be how many, how many goals does Hunu need to score this season for us to all go out and buy a jersey? Ooh,
1: well, it's got to be at least double figures.
2: I would agree, but the thing is, yeah. if we're, we're gonna, if we're all, all gonna buy a jersey, and we're not talking DH gate jerseys, like we'll get real jerseys. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get real jerseys. I, think, I think also like the magnitude of the goal matters too, right? Like. The reason
0: why the the, the reason the story of Emmanuel Reynoso, or even like, or even I can't remember who's what's the number the guy twenty five goals guy. What was his name again? Luis Amarilla. Yeah, like I mean, like he he came out the gate charging, scoring goals, whatever. Right. So like, I almost bought an Amaria jersey. I'm glad I didn't. Uh, <laughs> but but I think the magnitude also matters. But double digits, probably like for sure. So be what it means
2: to double digits or like a just defining like loons folklore kind of goal. Like, like the Hassani Dotson playoff clinching banger, right? Like something of that level and that importance. Like if, if he scores a goal that advances us into a big game like that, that would be fine. Right, like that would be the magnitude I'd be looking for. But I think you're right. I think double digit goals. I'd be more likely to get a who New Jersey with double digit goals.
1: Yeah, and I mean the the issue is is we're over halfway through the season now, and he's on two.
2: Right. So if he gets eight more, we'll be pretty excited. If
1: he scores a goal a game or a goal every two games from here on out, I think if he if he definitely got to. If he managed somehow to get fifteen, that's guaranteed jersey. But I think ten plus ten plus an absolute worldie. Kinda, you know,
2: scorpion kick. Okay. January first. I think ten is gonna, gonna be a, ten is a pretty tall order for him. He can do it. Fifteen would be I mean, that would be nuts. Right, like if it's fifteen, I'm gonna buy an Adrian New jersey for my wife, my daughter, and my newborn son. Right, Justin will get an Adrian New jersey for each of his cats.
0: <laughs>
1: yes.
2: Well, what'd be really great is if on
0: Tuesday, when San, when we go to San Jose, if he could find a way to get in the back of the net.
2: I think that would be great. Yeah. I think ten jerseys. Or, sorry, not ten jerseys. I think ten goals that that should be the bet. All right ten goals we get in Adrian who New Jersey. I'm down for that.
1: yeah,'ll uh, I'll do that.
0: Let's do it. i'm gonna I'm gonna say that I hope that my boy Justin McMaster gets a chance to play a little bit more um, and and maybe he finds a way because even like in the game, yes, like the game whenever we played, uh, he looked really awesome when he was on the pitch so. Maybe give him a chance. Maybe give Patrick Way a chance. I don't know. Does he
2: got it in him? Yeah, I mean, we're going to have to. And I think Juan Agudelo, he's been playing well. He's been looking more dangerous. I think it is, right? Like, the time is there. Like, the time is now for him to break through, score goals well. I, I don't know if he's going to score 10. But Juan Agudelo, I think, right? I think he's ready.
1: And I mean, the think about it, the man has only played... 178 minutes. Aguidelo? So, yeah. Like, he's barely played any time at all. Well, In fact, apart from... You know, he has played the least amount of minutes apart from Justin McMaster, Foster Langsdorf, and Patrick Weyer.
2: And he's been played in some situations where we're closing out games as well. So, that does factor into not scoring.
1: Yeah. I mean, the guy's played nine games And has amassed 178 minutes. So it's basically just a few minutes at
2: the end of every game. Yeah. And one start. For sure. All right. Anything else we want, or are we going to close out? I think it's time. I think it is time. So Tuesday, August 17th. So. Shoot, I'm guessing most of you listening are going to be listening either on Tuesday or on Wednesday, but Tuesday, August 17th at San Jose. That is a 9.30 p.m. game. San Jose are currently ninth in the West. We last played them and it was a 0 0 draw. Okay, then we are going. Oh, that was the. I think it
1: was actually a 2 0 draw. I think it was, a draw, I think, if it you're right. was a draw
0: their sorry i didn't use the correct lingo but their
2: last result like their last game Yeah, okay. let me do that again hopefully I, and hopefully i'm editing this so people aren't like what the hell is going on here just to
0: let you guys know sam told us before this he's like we can't say anything wrong no editing <laughs> so 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 we drew with san jose 2
1: 2 all last time we played them and they drew nil all against vancouver on friday that's what actually happened.
2: And they are ninth in the West, and we are about to play them. So let's do this. Then Saturday, August 21st, versus Sporting Kansas City. That is a two thirty game, Sporting Kansas City. Of course, they are currently first in the West. So big game for us. I mean, right? We got to start getting points. So bring it. That's all I got to say. Bring it. I hope we can get four, four, four points out of these two games,
0: huh? That'd be nice. And I mean, we got to play Sporting Kansas City three times
1: before the end of the season, so getting at least a draw would be uh, would be
2: good for the other two games as well. Sucks for them. Yeah, they have to play us three times. James, come on. <laughs> yeah, hey, they, they they they
1: have to come to us twice. So yeah, it sucks for them.
2: Sucks for them. But until next time all you loons out there pod on you loons. Hopefully I have to miss the next episode. Hopefully <laughs> come soon, baby come soon.
1: Oh yeah. I, uh, I also might, unless we record on, uh,
0: so I just, just pod by myself. I could do that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean,
1: unless we record kind of sometime during Sunday, uh, for me, because uh, I'm going to be off to Austria for uh, two weeks.
2: We'll,
1: right, we'll, watching, out. We'll, we'll talk. Watching later, from yeah. the mountains, watching on my phone in the mountains. If the baby
2: but comes uh, tonight, it might not be a big deal, right? Like if the baby comes tonight, we might be settled enough that I could record on next week Monday.
1: We'll see. Cool. Well, pot on your loons. Yeah, pot on your
2: loons. Pot on your loons. <laughs> Peace Peace out.